Welcome to the Fitz Group Podcast for its members and our community at large. Our desire is to create a connection with our audience, communicate through seasons of transition, and empower you to make your business all you dreamed it would be. Join us now for the next episode of the story that will be told with our hosts, Fitz and Heather. Welcome back to our series on conflict resolution. This is part three. Scary. Yeah. I hope we haven't created any conflict. And if we have, I hope we can resolve it today. <laughs> Sooner rather than later. If you've missed the uh, the first two, go back and watch those. Please, please, please. It's it's. Uh, I think it'll help you. Uh, but the first point we're covering right now, five points of conflict resolution. The first point was allow the other person to complain. Give them that space to air their grievance, right? Then point two, deal with problems quickly. Deal with problems quickly. The Ephesians says, don't let the sun go down on your anger, uh, right? And then point three is begin your communication with humble affirmation and, and never threats. Uh, so that was the first three. If you missed the, the part one and part two, that's what you missed. Go back and watch those. Um, uh, we'll pick up, uh, it'll make sense. But today we're covering point four and five. We're going to conclude this series today. So point four, listen carefully and patiently to what the other person is saying. Listen carefully and patiently to what the other person is saying. Heather, how's that different than point one? It sure sounds similar, Yeah, but it is different. You could just sit there and allow the other person to express their frustrations and complain, but not really listen. You could you could stonewall them. You could just sit there and act uninterested. Uh, so the choice to actually listen with your body, look them in the eye, to do everything you can to ask questions so that you understand where it is they're coming from, what it is that they're saying. Um, there's power in that because the other person feels the love, they feel the attention that you care about their point of view. Um, you know, I think it's important that we do delineate the difference between someone who is airing a frustration or a complaint versus someone who is just full on attacking you. Mm. There is a difference. And one is constructive and one is well, just downright abusive. Mm. <laughs> so, and the difference is, is it's kind of, to me, I take it a little bit because we live in this soccer world with soccer, a bunch of soccer coaches because of our kids, our boys, and really our daughter all play soccer. But, you know, we've taught our kids, if the coach is correcting you in a play, it's because they believe in you, mm. not because they're criticizing you. Like, what better than to receive coaching in the middle of a game when you're playing it? Mm. Well, to me, that's what a, someone who's coming to you with a complaint or frustration, what they're saying to you is, I value you and I love you and I want to work through this. So, but someone who is coming to you and just downright attacking you with no interest in your response or how you feel, um, that is a completely different scenario that I encourage you to walk away from. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't give that room to air. Right. And I wouldn't even <laughs> take their, I mean, someone can come at you all they want and talk about every awful thing about you. And usually there's a flare of truth in it, which is why it can hurt if you allow it to. Uh, but when someone is not interested in building a bridge with you or moving your relationship forward, remember we talked about you get along so you can go along or go along yep. so you can get along. I don't remember which one it is. Get along Point to go being, along. we want you to move forward. Yeah. 
Um, so this is the difference is, is when you stop and you're allowing someone to understanding they are expressing their frustration because they love and care about me. Mm. So I am going to sit here and listen intently with my body language, my heart and my mind so that I can understand what it is that they are saying and how I can help us resolve and come to a place of common understanding. Mm. I think it's hard <clears throat> to um, listen. Mm -hmm. You know, I think it's um, it's easy to let somebody talk, but it's also really easy to pull out your phone and be thumbing through Facebook or something, or just checking emails while that person's just dumping. Um, it's easy to 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 turn on the TV and turn it louder to drown out that sound. Um, and so, when we're saying listen carefully and patiently to what the other person is saying, it's not just allowing them to speak. Oh, thank you all. Mighty one for allowing me to speak. No, it's not allowing them to speak. Just, just that. It's making eye contact. Your body language needs to say, I'm listening to what you're saying, and I'm open to being wrong about how I feel about this issue, and you may be right. Right. And so I, I have to take that into consideration that this could be, you could be right here. And so I need to listen as if it's life and death. I need to hang, hang on and hang on to every word you're saying and and, and catch every vocal inflection and every every word that you chose not to say, but you said these instead, like the ones you didn't say are also important in listening. And it's body language. It's so much it, allowing somebody to listen is just giving them space, but or allowing someone to complain is just giving them space. But listening to them is active. Mm -hmm. It's not a passive thing. It's Okay, whatever is distracting me right now, I got to set this aside. If if you're dealing with your spouse and you got kids, okay, we need to get away from the kids for a second, close and lock the door. You know, we need to talk, right? Or put the dog outside. We got to talk about this. Can't deal with the dog right now. Put the distractions away and genuinely listen with the possibility in your mind of I could be wrong. Mm -hmm. She or he could be right, and I I need to not miss this, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, it's such a good point. The I mean, you have to come at it with "I could be wrong," um, and uh, that really kind of leads us to the the fi the fifth and final point of conflict resolution, which is it's really important that you reach an agreement. Mm. Um, and <laughs> and this is kind of twofold because the reality is that most of the time, if this is done correctly, like if you will stop and allow the other person to express how they feel and really listen to them, because most people, when they're trying to express how they feel, they say it wrong before they say it right. So be okay with that. Then be ready to express how you feel with that about the situation and about the things that they're saying. And usually when you just legitimately will talk it out, putting aside your pride, mm accepting you might be wrong, willing to accept that you might be wrong, willing to apologize. When you come into things with that type of demeanor, it really won't be that hard most of the time for you to reach an agreement about a resolution of, you know what, I am so sorry. I see now that this behavior continually frustrates you. Mm. I am going to start to try to do better. I understand now why it frustrates you. Or, Maybe the other person all of a sudden is like, I understand now why you do that, and I don't really need you to change it. I just actually see you differently now. Mm -hmm. I now understand. Um, you know, and I think that that 
that's where good communication is meant to lead you to a new place of understanding and agreement for forward progress in that relationship. However, we all know that sometimes we just simply have to agree to disagree. Mm. And I do think this kind of goes back a little bit to that number three point where it's important to begin with positive communication. I, I think the power of reassuring communication, like even if I don't like or don't agree with what you are telling me, I am committing ahead of time to stay in this with you, mm. to figure it out, to push through. Maybe you set a time to come back and revisit the topic in a couple of days after you've had time to think about it. Maybe you just say, look, we don't see eye to eye on this issue. I mean, again, you talked about politics. The world is never going to see eye to eye on politics. Mm. And the faster we can learn to understand that and accept that about one another, the quicker we probably can make forward progress. Um, but for some reason, we just can't seem to get over the fact that someone doesn't see something the way that we see it. I, I don't, <laughs> I'm not sure why that is so hard for all of us, but it is. And the, the quicker we can come to a place to go, hey, we see it differently, but we're on the same team. Like we, we all want the bottom line of good. And when we have that agreement, even when we face disagreement, it's sort of like in any relationship, in a working relationship, you're in your office and you are agreeing to disagree, but the agreement we do have is that we want to continue to work together, grow this business, do what's best for our agent force. That's how you move past a disagreement is you find the things that you still agree upon. And, um, and so... That's our best advice is make sure you do find, reach some type of agreement, even if you agree to disagree. Yeah, I was speaking at a conference this last weekend, and one of the things I said was, I've got friends that I disagree with on, on things, and we're still friends. Right. And that's okay. We choose friend over issue. Right. I choose us over this. And uh, sometimes, hopefully, the conflict has resolved and you can come to an understanding with each other and it's all a good resolution and everything's tied up in a pretty little bow. But <laughs> we live in the real world, right? It doesn't always work out like that. And sometimes you just have to reach the agreement of, I choose us over this. I choose our relationship over this. I can love you and work with you and be your friend without agreeing on everything in life. And I think that's uh, um, a real place of maturity that we can all aspire to. How about that? Well, and I want to make this one last point because I know we got to go. And yeah. This is the end. But I want to make this one last point. It's actually, I think that I'm like, I err towards the side of conflict avoidant. But so then sometimes, like, for example, if I know I disagree with Fitz, then I wouldn't express my point of view because I knew he wouldn't agree with me. But what I've actually figured out is a secret is that when we both express how we feel, even when we disagree, that actually that's how we end up moving forward faster. Um, I don't know if that makes sense or not, but usually it's like um, our it's our ability to like when we're not saying the things that need to be said, we are 
like compromising the answers that we can get. Mm. So anyway, that's my last great point of the power of agreement. That could start a whole other deep end that we could jump into. Yes, it could. But I think we can land this plane now. Conflict resolution. Point one, allow the other person to complain. Number two, deal with problems quickly. Number three, begin your communication with humble affirmation, never threats. Number four, listen carefully and patiently to what the other is saying. And number five, reach an agreement, even if it's just we agree that we like each other. Yes, go make your relationships better. Hey, now that you know. You you know. know.